sorry, y'all. I feel a little sick to my stomach. She slid in and shut the door quickly. I was backing out before she had even buckled her seatbelt. Probably the camp food, I suggested flippantly. Thank goodness we get real food for a weekend. I can already smell Poppy's Fourth of July fajitas. Or it's nerves. I can't believe we're going to do this. We can still back out, Morgan stated in a fearful voice. Morgie, I groaned. I have to do this. This guy could have information about my dad. He's the only other person we know of who has been to the island. I veered back onto the highway, checking my GPS for the next exit. True, but he could also be a psychotic serial killer, she pointed out. Not all emotionally disturbed people turn into serial killers, Morgan, Caleb jumped in, and then grinned sarcastically. I mean, take Whitney, for example. If I were, I know who my first victim would be. I widened my eyes in his direction, earning a playful wink that almost made me blush. Besides, I continued, my eyes back on the road. His mom sounded very nice on the phone when I told her we wanted to come visit. Morgan snorted. He's like, what, 40 years old and still living with his mother? Come on, the guy can't be a normal functioning adult. I could hear the distress in her voice. Ever since Morgan lost her best friend in a bicycle accident in the sixth grade, she had a perpetual worrisome side to her. Why she selected me, a perpetual risk-taker, as her best friend, I'll never understand. Only Morgan's steadfast loyalty and need to look out for me kept her involved in all my adventures. Listen, I did my research as well as I could with the stupid dial-up internet at camp. He has no criminal history that I could find, works at the local grocery store, and has lived with his mother his whole life. Except for one brief summer when he was 12 in which he wandered off from Camp Fusion and was found in California, Morgan cut in, and I gave a sigh. But we know the truth about that, Caleb reminded us. Right. He accidentally transported to the White Island until my dad, who was working at camp, rescued him and sailed back to California where they were found, I finished. It all sounded so ridiculously impossible. I'm dying to know what really happened while they were there. I still don't see how this will help us at all with your father, Morgan insisted. I mean, didn't Ben say they both lost their memory of the island when they sailed back instead of transporting back through the portal? Yes, but Ben also said that Dad's memory eventually returned. Wow, Caleb breathed. Even if this guy's memory came back, who would believe that he found an island no one has ever heard of or ever traced on the face of the planet? I did my research, too, and found nothing about the White Island or Dorian Island anywhere. Just a few mentions about phantom islands or lost lands. It's as if we imagined the whole thing. I bristled at his words. We did not imagine it. Don't forget that my dad was born on the island, and I am 99% sure that he's still alive there somewhere. I know, I know, Wit. I wasn't saying that it wasn't a real place. Only that there is no scientific reason why anyone should believe our story, Caleb soothed. The three of us fell into a thoughtful silence. He was right, of course. I could imagine returning to school for my senior year only to get the expected question about how my summer went. An honest answer would go like this. Well, I went back to work at Camp Fusion as a mentor, and then I started seeing my dead dad across the river. Yes, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously. When I went to explore, I accidentally transported to the White Island where I healed myself and created a tornado to fight off a giant bug, who later ended up talking to me in my thoughts— What do you mean you don't believe me? 
I learned to control wind, water, earth, and fire, and the people on the island believed that I was the answer to one of their ancient prophecies about a blonde pilgrim who would come to rescue them from their current problems. Oh, but just as I was about to find my dad with the help of the evil guardian on the island, I got shoved back through a portal by a gorgeous island guy with some mad fire skills. But then I would have to stop because I couldn't even go that far within my fictional conversations. Caleb, Morgan, and I had been away from our homes in San Antonio for five straight weeks. Well, almost six weeks if you counted the five days we time-traveled with two of our campers to the Dorian Island, informally called the White Island by its natives. But since nobody ever knew we were missing, it created an illogical and unsolvable time problem. I hope Amelia's okay this weekend, I commented aloud, thinking of my favorite little camper. Is she with her mom for the weekend? Morgan asked. Yeah, and she hasn't seen her in over six months, not since her parents divorced. I bit on my lower lip. Amelia had been a brat at the beginning of the summer, but after having been a key part in our unexpected tropical excursion, she had made a total 180 turn in her behavior. I loved that kid like she was my own sister, and I worried that being around her dysfunctional parents would cause her bad attitude to relapse. I glanced over at Caleb. His green eyes were focused on me, and he smiled encouragingly. You've done a great job mentoring her, Wit. She'll be okay. I hope so, I sighed. What about Kevin? Did he make it off okay with his grandparents? Caleb nodded. Kevin was the other mischievous camper who had found himself on the island with us. His parents had been killed in a boating accident, and he now lived with his grandparents. You would never know the kid had been through so much tragedy. He still showed an incredible amount of passion for life and adventure. Unlike Amelia, he did not act out his hurt in self-destructive ways. I focused back on the road before saying to Caleb in a mocking voice, And will Claire survive without you this weekend? I never should have said it. I knew that, especially when...